Welcome to the Impactful Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Clark. For the last decade, I've had the privilege of learning from impactful leaders across the globe through my service in the Peace Corps and nonprofits. Their leadership has inspired me to highlight those among us who are truly impacting our world so that we may learn from them and be more impactful together. Yes, leadership can be learned. The guests on our show are providing direction, inspiration, and leading the way in their business and community through service. Are you ready to have an impact? Welcome to the Impactful Leaders Podcast. So when it comes to doing like the work that you do, like with the taxes and working with digital marketing, like that's such a niche thing. Like how did you... One, no, you wanted to do tax because it's not something that you were probably a kid and you're like, that was the lane you probably knew you wanted to go down. So like, how did you find that role? And then how did you decide out of all the other industries to work with? Why did you find an affinity with digital marketing? Okay, so tax. So that answer would be, um, I got into tax when I was in college. I didn't know I was going to do that. I thought I was going to be doing accounting. Okay. The other half of accounting is tax. Yeah. So they kind of pair together. And my first like major real world job, we did both. So I got that experience and I just basically kept on. And then to answer your question about what made me pick marketing agencies, um, I technically have picked recruiting firms before, um, but it just wasn't, I don't, I think me personally, it was my marketing wasn't where it needed to be. Uh, but I just talked to my mentor and I'm like, man, I need to pick another niche. And she was like, well, why not try marketing agencies? I think they'll line up better with your personality and who you are as a person. And so she was like, and you know, if it doesn't work, you can always try something different in six or seven months. So I started, um, I really, I think out of all of the different marketing agencies I've worked with, I've only had a bad experience with one. So pretty much all of their personalities are mine work really well together um there i found that they're willing to learn they actually believe and use the data and they're they're just willing to listen and that's pretty much all we ask that you know you're willing to be educated and let us partner with you and so that's pretty much how we got to where we are that's interesting when it comes to so why how did you know you wanted to do accounting though because like i I have a few friends that have gone into accounting mm-hmm. and most of them, they kind of backed into it. It wasn't something that they kind of went into knowing, okay, this is what I'm going to do. It's one of those, even if you're good at math, if you're good at like the organizing and making sure you're keeping things in line and very detailed. Okay. Uh, so the way I got there was twofold. So one, my grandma was an accountant for the city of Atlanta and Holy she, she retired when I was like 10. So she had to be like 55 or something. And I'm like, yeah. And my grandma, she always, to me, <laughs> always had money. Um, and it's not like she was living lavish, but it was just all I knew is whenever I wanted a toy or a game or something, grandma could get it. <laughs> so that was that one. And then the second thing was my best friend at the time, they used to stay right across from my high school. So oftentimes we'd go over there like after football or something. And, you know, they had a, it's probably a regular house, but it was three stories. And they used to have these huge checks on the fridge where it'd be like 98,000, 103,000. So I'm like, I'm like, bro, what does your parents do? And he was like, oh, they're both accountants. And then in my world, like every time we would go downstairs in the basement, 
they would have a refrigerator full of waters and Gatorade. So I thought they was rich. So I'm like, man, I'm good with numbers. Y'all always got Gatorades. Like I need to be an accountant. And that's pretty much how it started. And then when you, when you're working with that, the bigger firm or whatever it was, it was probably you're working for someone else. Mm-hmm. When, when did that light switch go off and you're like, okay, I need to start doing this myself. It didn't. So to be honest with you, so I was perfectly content working a regular nine to five job. Um, I never wanted to be a business owner. I never conceptualized it or understood it. So I was content with, all right, I probably get to be like, you know, an accounting, like a senior manager, maybe like a controller. And like, I know that means I'll hit six figures. So yeah, I like to make like 105,000. And I'll probably get there before I'm 40. So I'm like, all right, cool. And I was happy. But that just wasn't the way the path went for me particularly. So next thing you know, we started the company. um, And now we're four years in. But what made, like, so you just, one day you're like, hey, I think it's time to start something myself. I'm not on the path that I need. No, no, I ain't that smart. Uh, (laughs) So what happened was at the last big company I was at, so we were the number one car processing company in the world. So literally, as you know, or if you don't know, every time you swipe at the end of the night, all those transactions get bashed out to a mega cloud server. We were the company that would get it, pour through it, sort it, do that, all of that. So they had this mass hiring, like they relocated, came to Atlanta, hired a bunch of people. Well, within 10 months, they started doing layoffs and they picked everybody on my division. So all of us that were accounting supervisors and they fired us all on the same day for the same reason. But we didn't know it though. So like I got let go and I'm all sad. I'm like, dang man, you know, I'm terrible. And so the next day I called my mentor who was one of the only people that they had brought over. And I was like, I want to know what they're going to say at the weekly meeting. Cause I ain't there no more. And she was like, I'll let you know. Then she came back. She's like, yo, it wasn't just you. It was this person and this person, which they were also accounting managers just mm-hmm. in the different divisions. And so then I hit them up. I'm like, you got let go too. And they were like, yeah, they said a, B and C. And I'm like, they said the same thing to me word for word. So then that's when I figured out, okay, it was across the division. So from there, um, we had our second kid. So that was nerve wracking. Cause I'm like, I don't have a job and I'm about to have a baby. Um, and then my wife says I was depressed for like two, three weeks. Cause I didn't have, I, I had never yeah. had a job. So first I'm like, all right, you know, it's nothing. I got a master's. I got um, a bachelor's in accounting, a bachelor's in finance, a master's in accounting. I ain't never been without a job. I'll get one soon. No. So now I'm up here struggling. I'm panicking. I'm praying. I'm like, God, what we doing? You know, I got a baby. Um, and after a while, man, um, just did a lot of praying. And basically he led me to starting the company. So I started the company and then I'm like, mm. and the reason I even started the company was because my best friend, was staying with us and he was like man I hate this QuickBooks stuff I'm like what is that he's like oh it's accounting and I'm like oh snap I knew I wanted to help people and I know accounting so why not just merge them together and so that plus a whole bunch of praying and we started the company in July 2018 and ever since then man we just try to get better and learn more each and every year 
That's crazy. I, I've only twice because of different situations, I've had to like leave one job or go to another. And mm -hmm. it is the most stressful thing ever. I wish I had the tools that I had now between like all like the wellness stuff to be able to handle those things back then. Like what did during that first year, I'm guessing you came up with a bunch of hurdles. Like what was the biggest challenge you had during that? Or I guess what, what out of the last four years, cause you're still out under that five year mark. What are some right. of the biggest challenges that you've had so far? Um, let's see. I was, so to answer a specific question, the first year was a challenge because as you know, like they don't teach this in school, right? They don't say, they don't just, they don't teach you anything. They teach you to be a nice compliant worker bee. Um, and that's cool. But when you run your own company, you know, you have to know everything. So you have to be dangerous with sales, marketing, branding, HR, client relations, and whatever your actual skill is. And then your people skills have to be on point. I had the people skills part, but I'm like sales. What is, you know, what is that? Okay, I get marketing, but branding. So having to learn all of that. And then there were like these things called elevator pitches. So I'm like, <laughs> what, is, what is that? So then I'm hearing people and I'm like, man, yours is boring. Yours is whack. Yours is trash. So man, let me let mine be good. Cause you know, you would have 30 seconds, 60, 90 seconds. And you got to yeah. tell I am and what you do and trying to get people interested. So that first year, I spent a lot of time just driving all around Atlanta to different networking events. I would be in, you know, I'd wake up, go to Kennesaw at 7 a.m., then do one in Marietta, then work a little bit, then go down to Sandy Springs, and then come. So that was my life for that first year, doing two or three days a week, two or three different networking events. Um, and then eventually over time, I started to get that momentum rolling, started making more connections. And then the business just started to evolve gradually. And then I just started to invest in myself. Um, I invested in a marketing course. And then that's what really shot my business off. And we were able to double revenue and hit that six figure mark. And that was last year. And now we're in year four where uh, we've already beat, I think, all of our numbers from last year. And if not, we're like That's amazing. 20K off, but it's only been six months. Uh, so we're on track to, I ain't going to say double, but prayerfully get really close this year. So just learning, um, surrounding myself with people who are also business owners, um, holding myself accountable um, to people that are, also business owners and accountants, but they're a little bit ahead of me. Um, investing in myself through education, research, training courses, um, and then just a whole bunch of prayer, man. I got a great, you know, wife that supports me and she believed in me before. Let her, if I were to have listened to her, I would have started in October, 2017, not July, 2018, but I didn't believe in myself. So that was a big thing. Um, and then just being hungry, you know, I tell people all the time, it's like a, like a lion in the jungle, right? Like if you don't eat, I mean, if you don't kill anything, you're not going to eat tonight. And, you know, there was plenty of those nights where I didn't make a close, you know, I didn't make any sales. So it's like, what well, we eating tonight? Oh, we eating grits again. Okay. Or having to go to the grocery store and it's $30 in the bank. Hey, I got to come up with some type of meal that for the next three to four days can feed us for three to four 
days. Like, what? how are you going to split that 30? So to be able to move from that to a place of abundance and to know that, hey, I can just work hard, go get another sale or whatever that looks like has been a blessing for sure. But that's pretty much like the one, two, three, and four-year portion. I, I feel that very much right now. I think I'm getting some feedback. Um, I'm feeling that very much right now because we're still in that first portion too. And that's why I'm up in Duluth. I'm over like down here in Midtown. I'm running up to Marietta as well. I'm up in Roswell. Yeah. I'm up in uh, Alpharetta over in Johns Creek. So I'm, I, I get that a bunch. I mean, I, I identify with that. So when did you, what courses did you take for the marketing stuff? And was that kind of the way you got in? Like, you're like, okay, maybe the marketing does work. And when did you get a coach too? Cause that's kind of a, like a light bulb, like a, I feel a lot of people see coaches and mentors as maybe like a crutch or a weakness. And they're like, I don't need that. Like, I don't need someone telling me what to do. Like, when did you decide to do that? And how did you pick them? Well, again, I think a lot of us just got, cause I ain't that smart. You know what I'm saying? Um, something me, right though. What'd you say? I said, you're doing it right though. I mean, it's coming. Man, when I tell you it's a lot of prayer, but no. So to answer a specific question. So the first, so the first year and a half was just kind of figuring it out. All I knew was my skill was, and according to everybody, they're like, you're not a normal accountant. I'm like, I don't know what that means. And they're like, well, you actually <laughs> talk to people in your personal world. And I'm like, okay. Uh, all I do is just talk to people and try to help them. And it just so happens to do it with numbers. So the first year and a half was a lot of figuring it out, what works, what doesn't. Um, I joined this program called MDF, um, and that's how I met not only my tribe, but both of my mentors. So that was the first big leap and kind of like, man, it's a big investment for me at that time. All right, let me try to do it. So I don't think it worked in regards to me getting ads and all that up and running but it gave me my tribe and my circle. So that was the first one. The second one would have been, can't even remember the name of it, but I remember whatever it was, it was like, mm -hmm. So then the third one, which is the current one, um, it's a guy named Cameron Montgomery, shout out to him, Apex Methods. Um, and he basically kind of kept it simple. He was like, first off, you need to know marketing foundations, which is grow, nurture, contact. You got to get an audience. You got to grow the audience. Then you got to nurture them. And then you got to mm -hmm. be able to connect and talk to them in their language. So once I understood that concept, I'm like, okay, now I know what my daily inputs are, what I need to do. So because of him, that's when the company, of course, we started just shot up um and it wasn't to say that the other courses were bad they just didn't work for me in the way that they were intended and i don't think that's necessarily like a bad thing i think god used it to give me my tribe like my tribe are people we literally talk every single day all throughout the day about everything hey what conferences you going to help me price this client how do you disengage how do you mm -hmm. fire a client how do you price this cleanup you know, different standards and all of that. So I'm super thankful because we're all over the country, but we literally talk every day at this conference I'm currently at. I just, you know, met up with two of them. And then all of us are going to be in this conference in Vegas in December. So I think 
taking that risk to be able to say, oh, man, this is. And I think the course was maybe at that time like 2K. But I ain't have it at that point. So I'm like, oh, man, 2K. But, but what if, you know, like, what if this is what can take me to the next level? Um, you have to be willing to roll the dice and be okay with maybe you you made the mistake. Maybe you made the investment and it didn't pan out. Or you got to be realistic enough to say, like, maybe I made the investment and I didn't put my all into it. Or maybe I skipped steps or didn't do it in the right order. So, you know, it was a good situation for me. But I think those are the things that from a marketing standpoint, I remember the second one now. It was a guy, this is back when LinkedIn wasn't as spammy, but he was like, hey, you, you need to control your, your views and all that, post every single day. And so we did like a content calendar. We do it for like four to six months and I'm posting and it just wasn't working. And I mean, I had some, some good stuff like, S-Corps and walking them through in four or five days, but with the recruiting firm niche, now I personally believe I wasn't speaking in their language. And that's a big part of copy and marketing. You got to talk in the language of that industry or that niche. Mm -hmm. I was talking like an accountant, which if you talk like an accountant, you're going to make people bored. So even though I tried my best, it, it wasn't good copy. And, um, it didn't work. So we literally did it for like six or eight months. And he literally was like, bro, I never said this before, but I don't think I can help you. So I don't even think you should resign with me. And I was like, okay. At least he was so honest. Was, yeah, he just was straight up like, I don't think I can help you. So that was the second one. So then the next guy would be Apex. I've only heard good things of Apex so far. Oh, y'all know about Apex? I know about it. I'm not in it. Because okay. of other people with height, that's oh, how I'm pretty sure that's how you met people with height too, like Adam and Brad and. I may not know. I know Gustavo because we just talked uh, Monday, and then of course I've talked to JC and Karen. Yep. I mean, you know they just happy all the time, so I, I love them. <laughs> um, and then they're like my first like huge conf, or I guess it'll be second now, but my first one in marketing. So I'm super excited to get down there and just learn i mean i think a lot of people you know we all do the whole riches and the niches but i don't think they really understand that like you got to deep dive in like you got to almost be one of the marketing people to not just be able to sell to them but to be able to understand like what is important to you not what's important to me because i mm -hmm. i think us as accountants and consultants we get it confused like y'all don't really care about clean books or bookkeeping or cleanups that's an ends to the means you know what i'm saying y'all care about i don't want to pay a bunch of taxes i want to be able to use the business to furnish my lifestyle or to invest or to allow me to travel or to allow me to allow my family to experience great things or whatever and that's what we should be trying to target not hey if you had clean books you'd have more time y'all don't care about that but if they if you would get in your niche you would understand that and then it's a lot easier to not only market to them but like when it's time to do the actual work you know what you're doing you know what you're attacking and i think that's the part about marketing that we kind of miss sometimes because we're just accountants are very logical a plus b equals c 
two plus two is four. Marketing and creatives don't work in that same capacity. So it's really hard to be able to make yeah. that switch. And am I saying this right? But you just got to be able to dive deep. So, yeah. Your personality definitely isn't like other accountants, <clears throat> excuse me, that I've met. And I think that definitely leans into your success, especially with marketers. Do you do you think you'll ever expand outside of doing just digital like marketing agencies? I mean, so we have a couple of clients that aren't, uh, but I would say 85 or 90% of our firm is marketing agencies and coaches. So can we help anybody? We could, but what I found, like I was just saying, the deeper I can get into this industry, the more problems you can fix, and it just helps you to scale better. If I have a marketing agency that makes 10K a month and one that makes 45K, that helps me because 10K person, I know where you're going to end up. I know the problems. I know the stages and what it's going to take for you to get there. We just have to be patient or maybe we have to put you on our top package to break things down and get you there. Um, but for me, I don't really see why I would switch. Um, I don't know, maybe in two years, some well, maybe not switch, before. but just add on. Like I bet with everything that you've learned now, I bet you could even go back to the HR side. I bet you would have more success with knowing what you know now. I mean, you're not wrong, but for me, I think yeah. there's still another level that I haven't even gotten to in relation to marketing agencies to where I think I can solve even bigger problems and make bigger long lasting impact. Right now, it's like, I feel like I'm just getting my feet wet. It's been about a year and a half. Okay. Um, in regards to, you know, being with agencies, but I think it's just another level or two. Yeah. And I would rather get to that level, yeah. level three um, and really master it and then take all those lessons. And then if I were to go to recruiting firms, for example, then, okay, I know all the different stages, the levels in the process. But I think it's still, honestly, man, a couple more levels for me to explore, get into, and learn about yeah. with the marketing agencies. And that's why I think that TCS, the Commitment Summit, will be, they'll be huge for you. I mean, there's just going to be so many great people there for you to meet and then just even to listen to. Um, yeah, I agree. So you mentioned you had one employee, right? Yeah. When did you bring them on uh so this will be employee number two so the first employee was young fresh out of college we hired her last july i think it was and then she moved across country so then of course that was in like december so in january we brought on our current guy and he's been amazing um and i like him he's awesome so for me He's been amazing. Um, so he's been with us, I think July will be six months. So actually it's probably time to do his six month evaluation, but you know, we track with him every month. Hey, this is what you're doing great. This is not what's going good. This is what we want you to fix and work on because in the grand scheme of things, this is kind of where we're aiming. So he's been awesome and amazing, man. We couldn't do what we do without him. Um, and yeah, that's him when did you decide or when did you know when it was time to hire that first employee that that lady because that's kind of a big thing i mean from someone that didn't think they were going to be an entrepreneur quote unquote entrepreneur or start their own business mm -hmm. to have lost the job started one 
and really not know what they're doing all of a sudden they're starting along and they're like now i'm going to be first not even like i'm going to be this person's boss i'm going to be responsible for them like that is quite a mind shift like what how did you know it was time and that you were ready or did you just say hey i can't do this um how did i know it was time i think I felt like if I wanted to do, so as you know, there's two kind of concepts. There's working in the business and working on the business. And I was able to do both, but because of the marketing company I was using with Apex, that growth was starting to go way high and super fast. And I'm like, okay, math says if I can duplicate myself, she handles that, then I can keep focusing on getting more clients and now I can start making bigger moves. So I think for me, I don't think it was a numbers thing. I don't think it was a capacity thing, but I have a young family um, and I want to stay married. So for me, I'm like, okay, I'm starting to work, you know, 11, 10 hour days. How can I start doing it? You know what? The numbers say I can afford somebody. So I'm like, okay, if the numbers say I can afford them, I just need to make the leap. Am I going to lose some of that extra cushion I had? Yeah. But if that's going to be able to bring me more money in the long run, I've duplicated myself. Maybe I can take some time off or cut off earlier. It's worth it. So that was the original way. And then once we had that experience with this second guy, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go a little bit different in the person I choose. But now I really know how I want to attack this how I need to set up my own systems and workflows and processes to ensure he's successful. Because I'm a big believer, if your employees aren't succeeding, that means you're not doing your job as a manager. Like it should be, what do I need to do to make you be successful at your job? So, okay, if I set this up like this or like that, then, okay, that should set him up for success, which means the company's successful. And okay, I can focus more on the, the bigger client issues, you know, keeping them happy, or sometimes, like, I think I asked one of my clients the other day, I was just like, hey, man, how you doing? I'm just checking in. Those things are important to me. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, now I'm getting a lot more into the education. How can we be better as a firm? What tech can we implement to be more efficient and give even more value? Um, what are things that I can improve on as an owner or as a service delivery aspect? All of those things are super important because, you know, when people sign on with you as a client, they're, they're giving you their life. You know what I'm saying? They're like, at least in our case, yeah. here's our social, here's our tax records, here's our, you know, company, our bank info. So it's important to me to keep that trust and communication really high. And then to be great at what we do so that they're confident, like, hey, that's my guy, man. He's going to take care of me. You know, he's going, I'm going to pay him whatever. He's going to knock it out, get it done. He's going to educate me and we're going to keep moving forward. And then were you a salesperson before this? Did you have experience with it or? Absolutely not. <laughs> so how's that transition been too? Because sales is probably the hardest for me because... I've learned, I don't really like asking people for money. So that's like the hardest part for me. I'll market to you all day. I'll post content. I'll get on a phone call and do a meeting with you for an hour. You know, I'll do all the accounting, but I personally hate having to be like, okay, well, based on what all you ask, this is really a 10K project. 
I'm sending the invoice because then you over there like, oh my gosh, is 10K a lot of money? Is it not? Well, I know that this is about to be hard. Do they, did I communicate the value? Like all of those different pieces are important. Um, so that would be that. And then why didn't you, how did you know that you didn't want to hire a salesperson to help you there? I probably didn't. I mean, like I told you at the beginning, I was like, oh man, I need to be good at all this. Or I thought I had to be great at it. Yeah. Now I've learned, okay, we don't have to be great at it, but we need to be functional with it. And then as we grow, mm -hmm. okay, now what are the parts that I'm not the best at? Or what are the parts I'm not willing to do? And that's who I need to put in place. So for me, like I'm great at accounting, but I know that me being personable and using who I am as a person is better on the sales call and in the marketing and in the going out networking than me being the accountant. So, okay, that's easy, mm -hmm. you know, but you just kind of learn these things over time. I'm not saying I don't need a salesperson. I'm just saying right now I'm doing sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the future, maybe. Yeah. And then you said there was a clear difference when you brought on the second guy. Yeah. What were what lessons did you learn from the first one? Like, were you did you realize the way you managed? You needed a specific person, or what were those specifics that those lessons um, that you learned there? Well, so the idea that I was trying to go for, and in theory, it was like brilliant. <laughs> in reality, I don't know if it worked. But for me, I was like, okay, I want to hire somebody fresh out of school because they're going to be a big old ball of clay and I can mold them into being Cameron Jr. Jr., right? What happens, though, is I was spending, a, and you got to train regardless, but I felt like I was doing a lot of training, which means, oh, man, I thought it was going to kind of be able to jump in and get rolling. So now I can't really market as much. And I'm not behind per se on work, but I'm not moving as fast because you, you're you're operating on school book accounting knowledge. That's not real world knowledge. Mm -hmm. Like maybe 20 or 30% of what we learn in school, we actually use. Once you start working, that's your schooling. That's the real. So it was a good situation, but then she moved all the way across the country. So she moved, she was in Atlanta with me she moved all the way to Hawaii. So I'm like, uh, I don't know yeah. if it's gonna work. So with the second person, I was like, okay, I don't want somebody fresh out of school. I want somebody more established with some more experience so they can jump in faster and I can offload more. Cause I was kind of hand holding, uh, here's like three or four clients. In that transition, I had probably signed like three or four more clients. And then while I was signing the second employee, I had signed like five clients in January. So I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah, he got jump in. So I was a little bit more aggressive with his training and the responsibilities given, but he was older, he was married. So it was a lot different. And I think it's worked out really good. And then how what have you been doing to kind of learn how to manage someone too? Are you doing courses like you did when you were um, working with a coach or anything? Nothing. You're just kind of winging in and whatever works, just learning. Well, by... I don't want to say winging it because remember I was a supervisor. So I, 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 okay. I know how to run a team. I had a team of seven or eight. 
Um, so for me, I remember what I did. We were a successful team. It wasn't like I was trash at my job. I think they just realized they hired too much. And so let's get this. You know what I'm saying? Like if you were yeah. hiring everybody on the same exact level for the same reason on the same day, nobody does that. Um, so for me, I, I ran a team before, but then I try to treat clients or treat my team like I would want to be treated back when I was working. As an employee, I want to come in and do my thing, set me up to succeed and just let me do my thing. I didn't want anybody to micromanage. I wanted to be taught. I wanted to be challenged. So I wasn't bored. And then every so often, you know, let's talk compensation. What does that look like? So I just try to run my team. You know, I give them Fridays off, you know, maybe two o'clock. I'm like, eh, wrap up what you're on and then just, you're good. I'll see you. Or like when we travel down here to the conference on Friday, I'm like, eh, I'm going to be traveling most of the day. Get to a good place tonight. Need to work a little extra, do it. But take off tomorrow. Like, we're not trying to kill people. I got a family. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I just ask that when you are doing your thing, do it to the best of your ability, work hard, and then we'll learn and grow together. So that could be winging it. I don't know, but it's worked for us so far. That's more people need to start doing that too. So many times it's like you, they make you work all the way through the end of the week and they just kind of push things and they try to keep things so rigid instead of letting it kind of mold and go how it needs to go. Yeah. Um, so I know since you know Karen and JC, you're probably familiar with like how they have like their commitments, how like kind of what drives them, what drives like your business, like when you're working mm -hmm. um, for your clients, what, what do you think separates you from your competitors and what drives you personally? So what separates me from my competitors? I think I actually am interested in educating them. I think me being personable um, is a lot different because I keep hearing like, oh, accountants are so boring. Are they? And I'm just like, I don't know what to tell you. I've always been an accountant, so I don't know. Um, that, And I think we care. I don't think we think of our clients. And numbers. I think that's kind of what's, yeah. What kind of stuck out to me is like, even when we were just talking on Facebook, um, I don't remember how we started getting, we're talking about taxes but somehow we, you and I, were, we were just going back and forth and you were sharing some knowledge for me. And you're like, the person you are currently working with isn't teaching you X, Y, Z. And I was like, nope. And I, that right there stuck out to me. So like, I'm already trying to think of um, what I'm going to be doing for next year. Like, that's why I also, I'm glad that I have you in my corner. Yeah, and I think that's the thing, like, you hear, or at least I hear so many stories where they're like, I'm like, oh, you didn't check this on your tax? No, I just give them the stuff, and they just do it, and I just file it, and I'm like, well, that's cool, but, like, that's your name and your social on that tax return, you know, that's not me, like, I would get in trouble from a, did you prepare it, and you knew it was wrong, but, like, the IRS is going to send you the stuff, not me. So that's what I mean about trying to educate them. And no, I'm not going to teach them how to do a tax return, but hey, this, this goes here. This should match this. If it doesn't, that should be a flag. You need to check this 
because we're going to put this in there. So all of those different things are important to me, but I think that's what sets us apart. And then in regards to like, what is my why? Like I said, I have a young family. I have a seven-year-old, a four-year-old, and a two-month-old, which the two-month-old will probably make his appearance any moment now. Um, <laughs> see, look, right on cue. Here's a two-month-old two right here. But like for me, it's a family thing, you know? I want to be able to give them Look at that right there. Why are you looking at your mom like that, buddy? Where are you right now? So we're in Orlando. So oh, we nice. had a, a conference to go to. So I was able to bring the family. But, um, you know, this is the why, right? To be able to travel, um, show them different places that, like, I've never been. Um, or to live a certain lifestyle, not a rich one. But, you know, just to be able to, hey, if they want to be able to participate in soccer or whatever, it's not like, oh, man, we don't have the money. You know, just things of that nature. So I would definitely say family is my why. Um, and I personally believe that I was put here to help people and encourage them. So mm -hmm. if I can do that, you know, while doing accounting or volunteering at church and our youth team or whatever that looks like, you know, I'm all for it. You cut off right at the end there, too. I just said if, if whatever that looks like for me to encourage other people, you know, and help them, then I'm all for it. Well, it seems that we're getting, I don't know if it's mine or yours. It's starting to start acting loopy now. Um, no, I mean, I think that's a great reason. I mean, it's admirable and from what I see what you're doing from everything you post and like the few people that we have in common, the work you're doing is, is great. And I, I'm sure like once you start growing even further, like you're only going to skyrocket. And actually after you go down to Costa Rica and you like share that with your family, like I'm sure it's going to get the juices flowing even more. Um, yeah, man. But I appreciate your time today and I don't want to, I can see you're busy with your son. How's that been going oh, with business too? I can't stay like this the rest of the call. This, me and Gustavo were um, having one the other day and he ain't saying nothing the whole time. He's just like this, so. <laughs> yeah. One day that will happen for me, I'm sure. But Cameron, um, thank you so much for your time today. Um, and I'm excited to talk to you more. Hopefully we can meet up in person sometime when you're back here and it's not, especially right now when you're kind of in the, probably the lower season than tax season. Well, yeah, for us. Yeah. Cause tax season, I'll probably pick up back in like September, October. So yeah, oh, yeah, man, if we need to connect or whatever, let me know. And then I'll see you in Costa Rica. Right. I'm still trying to figure out if I'm going to be able to make it after what we talked about too. Okay, cool, cool. Um, well, yeah, if not, I mean, you're in Gwinnett, right? No, I'm in Midtown. Oh, you just drive to Gwinnett. I drive to Gwinnett. I'm part of the chamber out there. I'm one of the ambassadors, too. I know where that Gwinnett chamber is. I've been there a couple times. I like it. I mean, it's a good group of people. I really like Gwinnett. Um, but, yeah, I... Yeah. 
kind of like where you were at the beginning. I'm in that sprinting phase. Yeah. So I'm sure the next phase will be a different type of marketing. I'm starting to get on some boards of nonprofits and like I'm kind of doing that now and getting involved in a different way. And then I can kind of dial it back from all the running around with my head cut off kind of right now. <laughs> I got you. I, look, I remember how that was, man. But I'll let you go. So thank you so much for your time. Um, if anyone wanted to reach out to you, to speak with you, where should they go? How do they find you? Um, so the easiest way to find me, of course, you know, on Facebook, I'm on there a lot. Um, but you can go to our website, which is kinleyaccounting.com, K-Y-N-L-I accounting.com. Uh, we have a blog. So like if you just kind of want to see our journey, like I was recording, like, oh, man, we had the conference. This is crazy, blah, blah, blah. Um, you can just search my name on YouTube, Cameron Williams. So that's just kind of me just trying to get people yeah. to see, like, it's not all rainbows and peaches, you know. It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of learning and growth and making mistakes. And I just try to be transparent about it. So that way, you know, you can skip those speed bumps. And it's literally been since, like, day one when we started the company. So you literally can see from day one till this conference, you know, the different things I've learned and like there are videos on there where I've gone to these networking events and met with people and what I learned, how, when, et cetera. So you can definitely check that out um, on Instagram. We're on there, Kenley Accounting, or my personal would be A-Y-E underscore Cam, K-I-L-L-I-N it, A-Cam killing it. Um, same thing on Twitter, Facebook, like I said, my regular name. Um, but you should, you should be able to catch me anywhere. But yeah, if you have any like questions or you want to figure out how to work with us or what that may look like, just reach out. We have our booking link on there. It should be really easy to get a hold of. All right. Thank you, Cameron. Yeah.